Welcome to The Point of View Show. My name is Andrew Tran. I'm your host. This show highlights business professionals in Asia and around the world to get an understanding on what makes them effective, how they do it, and advice to help you grow in leadership, branding, marketing, and sales. For more information, head over to my website, www.andrewtran.asia. Before we get into it, smash that subscribe button and click notifications, whether or not you're listening or watching this. It helps me a ton and it helps other like-minded people find these episodes a lot easier. Now, let's get on with the show. My next guest is Carl Lacey. He's a seasoned executive and currently the Chief Marketing Officer for Lessonly, a training and enablement software company based in Indianapolis, USA. Carl is also a published author with three books, Twitter, Marketing for Dummies, Branding Yourself, and Social CRM for Dummies. His books have been published in five languages and across seven countries. Finally, he's a notable international keynote speaker speaking on topics such as content marketing, collaborative consumption, consumer behavior, email marketing, and many more. Our chat was really cool because I got to speak to him more around marketing leadership and the fundamentals when it comes to developing world-class marketers. I asked for some of his changes he's seen in the marketing world and also how the situation has affected Lessonly in general as a training and enablement software company. Also, I asked for his advice. How would he advise a fellow CMO when it comes to reframing a marketing sales problem? So without further ado, give it up for Carl Lacey. Kyle, what's going on, brother? Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, um, so for anyone that's watching or listening, uh, you're, you're coming in from uh, stateside. Uh, it's, it's the evening, so it's like East Coast and it's my morning here. Um, you know, long day, we were just talking about it just before we, we shot everything. And sometimes, you know, being an animal, like, is such a freeing type of movement. Just, you know, <laughs> do everything you want. Like, I don't know, if you can morph into an animal, what would you, what would you do? Who would you be? Who, what type of animal would I be? Yeah. Probably, ah, the first one that came to my head is a cheetah. My son, I have a, I have a four and a half year old and he just freaking loves cheetahs and they're fast as hell. And, you know, I think that if, if I am ever stressed or I need like time away, I go run. So if I'm a cheetah, I'll just go run. I'll run freaking fast and that would be great. Nice. Cheetah is such a good animal. What would you, what would you be? I would be an eagle, dude. (laughs) <laughs> that's, a better, that's a better answer <laughs> i want to i want to fly up or or i want to be a whale because all they do is just kind of move and, <laughs> move <around. laughs> and a little fish feed off of them it's yeah exactly fun. exactly it's easy it's easy all right cool so today i wanted to kind of talk about like marketing in general and try and get your thought and leadership around that as well and you know like first and foremost like what you know with, with covid that's happening the situation that's happening at the moment how's um how's it life for lessonly at the moment in this sector uh it's good for us i mean i i think that what we've seen is that people are coming back around realizing that they can't put a bunch of people in a room to do training so they need training software they need enablement software they need ready this software so we're starting to see like everybody got zoom set up everybody got their telephone system set up and now they're trying to figure out how to train people how to cut onboarding time down and as, as companies continue to grow, they're going to have to figure that out. So, um, you know, remote sales kickoffs and all that stuff. So for us, it's, it's a great time to be remote training software. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I see a lot of companies trying to, uh, 
I guess, quickly digitize. And for those listening, I'm using quotation marks as well. They're trying to digitize as quick as possible because mm -hmm. for, for lack of a better word, they, they either didn't really believe in digital um, as, as an enablement kind of tool for, for their yeah. business. And now this, this stuff has happened. So yeah, I can understand why, uh, you know, Lesson Lee's doing really well at the moment. Hey, mate, moving forward, like I, I really wanted to kind of get your, your thoughts around thought leadership on marketing because you as a CMO you have an incredible career you've written uh, several books as well and so in your opinion what's the fundamentals when it comes to becoming a world-class marketer oh man I think I think there's definitely two things one is uh, proactivity no I'd say three being proactive and and just working extremely hard to try to figure out what works and never giving up is number one, because failure is part of the game, especially in marketing. I think the second thing is being a little bit irrational. I'm a huge fan of uh, Alchemy, which is a book by Rory Sutherland. And the whole concept is that irrationality breeds magic in marketing. Like you can't be 100% rational when it comes to being a marketer. Like all these people that talk about they're a, they're a data-driven marketer, great but where's the creativity because creativity wins, right? In my opinion. And then the, the third thing is empathy, being empathetic towards the prospect, towards the customer, towards your teammates, but never apologizing for being aggressive, right? So having empathy, understanding where people are coming from, being proactive and being a little bit irrational, I think drives, drives at least that's how I view it. And that, that makes great marketers and that's what I hire for as well. Yeah, that's, that's a really good answer. I like how you use creativity because there's a few people have asked the same question as well. And another thing that kind of pops up is storytelling. Like those yeah. who are really good marketers can really tell a good story or at least, uh, or at least portray that story and be able to impart that onto their team in order to yeah. tell a particular story as well. Well, it's experience, right? It, your, your teammates experiences, your, prospects experiences like the only thing that makes us relevant is the experience that the individual you're trying to sell an idea to has right and if it's a positive experience great if you're terrible at making experiences you're going to be screwed as a marketer because yeah. that's what marketers are supposed to do like positive experiences surprise and delight like that's really at exact when i cut my teeth at software at exact target and that was one of our mantras was like we exist to surprise and delight our prospects. We want people excited to work with us because we care deeply about what we do. So it's very, very important that we keep that in mind as yep. marketers. Yep. And for anyone who's watching or listening, Exact Target is a product of uh, Salesforce as well. So just on another thing as well, like you talked about those kind of three pillars, I guess, or those three elements of fundamental elements that kind of make up a world-class kind of marketer. You know, obviously no one, no one does it in, in overnight. It, it happens through time. And I mean, for yourself, like, would you be able to think back? Uh, do you know when it probably kind of clicked for you? Like when you had that kind of bit of a mindset? And no, cause it's been a process. Like I, I, um, empathy, I had to learn a lot. It took me a long time to understand empathy. I think in general, you know, if you think about like EQ for leadership, right? Empathy, I, I rate like a two out of a hundred on the empathy scale. I'm just not great at the whole empathizing. I've had to learn that as a marketer. The irrationality, um, I've always been irrational. I will always prefer to take the, hey, that looks weird route instead of the, hey, this makes sense route. Um, so 
and then the and then actually having empathy and the rationality i've had to learn over time and i think all marketers i i don't know if there's a specific um there's a there's a specific place where i can point to but great marketers are fluid in my opinion and you change with with uh trends and you change with the way customers are buying so i think it's just important that you just stay fluid and you try to learn constantly and i try to learn from people outside of what i do like i don't if we're going to redesign the website or have a new experience or an event we don't go look at b2b marketers we go look at consumer marketers because consumer marketers are like front and center leading the charge and b2b just tends to be a little bit boring sometimes and I would prefer to not have mediocre B2B marketing. Yeah. It's, do, do you think though now, like, um, I mean, I would love to get your thoughts on how marketing has changed over the last few years, but do you think that there's a bit of a weird convergence between B2B marketing and B2C marketing to some degree? Yeah, because it's the future of software. Like this whole idea of product-led growth and these, these companies like Typeform and Postscript and Datadog and these software companies where you 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 never interact with a salesperson but they're doing six figure deals without salespeople that is that is a consumer product right like if it's the same thing as me signing on to mailchimp and putting in my credit card to get a monthly membership to mailchimp it's just consumer driven so that's where the crossover at i just think that we have moved a little bit uh we've moved slowly on the software side but um I think that that's, I think that that is the future of software because it's cheaper, it's cheaper to go to market and you can make way more money doing it. It's yeah. more profitable. Do you also see like there's challenges as well ahead uh, as people kind of move towards that, that realm? I think that uh, if, if people are, well, I, I liken it back to Amazon. Amazon's kind of where it started for me. When they patented the one click purchase, we were all screwed. It didn't matter. Like if I, if I can buy a hundred dollars worth of, of groceries and it'd be delivered in two hours, like I'm going to get pissed off if I can't buy software easily. Right. That that's just reality. You know, even if, if it's toilet paper or if it's a piece of software. So, I mean, Leslie's not perfect at that. A lot of people aren't, but it's, it's the, I think it's simplifying the brilliance is that if you can simplify the buying process, it's better. So as much as you can simplify it, and when you throw headcount at it, it just makes it harder, it makes it harder to do that. So, you know, I don't think anybody's perfect, but I do think the, this idea of sales led growth is, is not going to go away, but it will shrink yep. for sure. Yeah. Do, do you think though with, uh, with COVID and, and everyone's obviously basically the world has stopped to some degree. And then now that, uh, you know, at this time of recording, Pfizer just kind of came out with their first clinical trials, like 90% yeah. uh, success rate. And so everyone's really optimistic and pumped about that. Um, do you, would you find though that marketers in, in particular brands and in particular industries will be like, Hey, we, we got to start communicating or gearing towards like a bit of a sales led type of approach just for the interim. So they can uh, at least build up some mm. revenue. Yeah, maybe. I, I just think it's really hard to do that if you haven't built, like if we're speaking specifically to software, if you haven't built your product to be that, it's really hard to transition to it. Like you almost, and I'm not, I mean, less than least sales led, 
right? Like we're, we're, enter, we're moving up market. We are an enterprise product. We are sales led and any product led when you move up market, guess who they hire? Salespeople, right? Cause you have to at some point, cause you got to deal with procurement, you got to deal with all this stuff. Right? So I just think it's really hard to go backwards. I think if you build a product from the ground up as product led, it's easier to move up market and become sales led. If you start sales led, it is, it is way harder to move backwards and try to figure out how to be product led. Yep. Um, but I, I just think we're in the middle of like a renaissance, honestly, of how people build software. And, and we're going to, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a while before all of us are like working for product led companies, but it's going to come, it's going to happen for sure. Yeah. It's just a better way to build a company. Right. Like, uh, you know, a famous boxer, like Floyd Mayweather, you know, money Mayweather basically talks like, Hey, if it makes no money, it makes no sense. Right. And it's such a, it's, yeah, it's such a classic line that you can apply yep. to business. Exactly what you just said. Well, yeah. And you know what? We, we've all existed in this world of raising money and being and losing money, right? But if you can build a profitable software company, there, there's no reason you would do any traditional business because the margins are just ridiculous if you do it correctly, right? So I, I just think that, I think that the world, it's changing now and it's just going to change faster. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. And uh, like switching gears, like to, to yourself as a, as a CMO, as a seasoned uh, exec working for like really high profile companies through time, I'm always very interested and curious how C-suites handle stress. Uh, and, and you kind of alluded before about running. Mm -hmm. like, is there, is there, how do you kind of handle a day like such as like right now, like you know, you're planning for the next year or the next quarter? Mm, I, I have to run every, I have to at least get 30, 30, 45 hour of exercise a day. That's how I deal with it. I don't have like, I've tried to meditate. I've tried, like I, I, I get up really early in the morning and I'll, I'll work out if I have time and then I'll work out in the middle of the day. My stress relief is, is, is exercise. Um, so, you know, I'll do, I'll read. I'll read like a thriller or a fiction book to like get my mind off of things. But it's really, if I like today, I had 17 zoom calls or just something stupid. And I, I took, I took an hour or I took 45 minutes in the middle of the day today and just went and ran. I ran four miles, took a shower and then went back to work. And I feel, and I felt way better just because I got it off my back. Yeah. So that's how I deal with it. Okay. And do you, are you the type of person like you started physical activity when you were a kid? Is that, is that, is sports been something that you've been doing? No, not really. I mean, I, I grew up playing, I mean, I'm from Indiana, so we played basketball. That's pretty much all we played. So I, I grew up playing that, but it wasn't like a, like, I don't remember my parents like being an, being avid exercisers, even though they're healthy. I just don't remember that being part of my, my growing up. So for me, it started after like the year or two after college is when I really started running. And I'm in by no means am I a, you know, I'm a eight thirty nine minute mile. Like I'm not a, <laughs> I ran, I ran a seven thirty mile in a day and it was like the best bet, the fastest I've ever ran in my life. So, but for me, it's, it's, uh, it's just something that, you know, you do something long enough and it becomes just part of you. Yeah. It's part of your psyche, part of your being, um, and something that you have to do. Yeah, I totally understand. I totally understand. 
I know you're pressed for time. So I, I wanted to ask you this one question. It's about advice. And it's something that I also ask uh, fellow kind of guests as well. So it, it, as a CMO, if you were to talk to another CMO and provide them with advice on, I guess, how to reframe a marketing or sales problem, what kind of advice would you try to give them? Think of the most irrational thing that you possibly can and go with your gut. And that's usually the right move. Um, I think way too many times CMOs, marketers, marketers in general, they are slaves to the data. And I'm not saying that's wrong. Like Leslie's marketing team, we, we are direct, we direct source revenue. We are tied to a revenue number, which is not normal for marketers. So there is data there, but if you can't take risks and be a little bit irrational and try to break a mold, like tradition kills companies. I'm pretty sure Bob Iger said that from a CEO at Disney. Tradition kills companies. And if you keep being traditional and you keep following what you've done time and time again, it is going to break and not in a good way, right? So, uh, or you're just gonna fail. The, so for me, it is be irrational, take risks, be okay with failure, as long as you are doing it responsibly, right? Like I'm tired of hearing of companies that raise 30, 40, 50 million dollars and fail in like nine months. Like it's just be do it responsibly, be smart about it, but take risks because if you're working for a bunch of creatives, that's what they want to do, right? They don't want to, they don't want to figure out how to constantly tweak a landing page to get a 1% conversion rate. They want to, they want to take risks. They want to make big bets and they want to be creative. And that's what makes marketing fun, in my opinion. Uh, I agree with the fun bit, like has to be fun. And that's the reason why I think when I speak to most marketers, that's the reason why they got into marketing. It was fun. Yeah. They saw, they went to a lecture. They saw, yeah. like for me, I, I went to a lecture. The guy, the lecturer was from Malaysia and he, he had so much charisma. He was just talking about Volvo trucks. And I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> You're making <laughs> Volvo trucks seem like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, this is cool, man. And he's, you know, he gets paid to like tell his stories. And I'm just like, damn, that's really, really cool. But I totally get it, you know, being irrational, but within reason. I love how you just yeah. said within yeah. reason. Because, you know, you talk to marketers who are coming up through the ranks. So people who are listening to this may not be in the CMO level, but they're maybe in management level, for instance. And mm -hmm. they... They want to take this risk, but there are a few levels down. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I also think like it's taking risk, but it's in, within reason of the culture of the company that you're working with, um, your, your stakeholders as well, when you're you know, yeah. managing up, because sometimes uh, some stakeholders are very risk averse. So it's just having to manage the expectations coming through. Um, and that kind of, to some degree, sounds a little bit boring and it's probably going back to a data driven element, but you know, there's a, there's a reason why, you know, they're, they're risk averse, but also there's a reason why this company is where they're at right now. So, but coming back to your point, it's, it's also like, Hey, how do we, how do we, how do we mitigate risk um, coming through, but also stay creative and potentially that could be, you know, uh, seeing what's happening in other industries or, or yeah. other kind of realms as a guide. And then 100%. So yeah, it's really, really cool. Well, so I'll just give you a great example. When, when Elon Musk, uh, they, they showed their new truck, right? The new Tesla truck and they threw, threw the rock or baseball or whatever and it cracked the window and it wasn't supposed to crack. Like every marketer in the world was like, they planned that. 
they definitely planned that because it was such a news. It was so funny and it was definitely, it was perfect for that, like the showmanship that Elon Musk does. And I guarantee you there are conference, there are people planning virtual conferences right now that are thinking, how can we be more like Elon and make, like you brought up Volvo trucks, but just just the showmanship, the Steve Jobs, uh, the essence of Steve Jobs, obviously, is is how how are you a showman? And I I think that we can learn from any industry, especially ones that are great at marketing. There there are there are more there are tons. Like yeah. I I love watching it. Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, thank you so much. This wraps it up. So thank you so much, Carl, for your time. And for those who are watching or listening, thank you so much. And I will see you on the next show.